the presentation. And I would want to go straight there if you don't have any um, formal apology for the meeting. Uh, Honorable Glennis Breitenbach. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair, and good morning to everybody. Um, um, Honorable Horn is unable to attend today. And uh, for some reason, uh, the information about committee meetings is not being sent to our new member on Rudingobrecht. Oh, yeah, no. If that could please be rectified as a matter of urgency. I've asked several times, he's asked several times, and still he's getting nothing at all. And I see he's not on the meeting. Uh, I forwarded the link to him now. Uh, but uh, please, um, the secretary must ensure that he receives the information for the meetings. He's the appointed member on this committee. Thank you, Honorable Breitenbach. Sia, can you just uh, clarify that um, if he's not on the mailing list so that you can uh, from today do that? Uh, we know that is our new member re re replacing Honorable South was introduced uh, in our meeting by Honorable Breitenbach. Um, can you just clarify that whether he has been informed of the meeting? Um, morning, Chair. Our oh, apologies, Chairperson. The mistake was uh, on our side. We, we misspelled his email address with, with one letter. But we, I have since been in communication since he's always, he's always he's made follow-ups as well. So I, he did, he is aware of this meeting, Chair, and we did send the links, although late, though. But uh, we have since, he has since noticed that we've made a mistake that so is given us the correct now spelled address. So going forward from now, we'll email everything to them. Our oh, apologies, Chair. Uh, thank you for that. Um, thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Breitenbach, for raising that uh, issue. Um, can we get uh, the, the acting national commissioner to lead his team uh, on the presentation? Good morning and uh, thank you, Honorable Chairperson and uh, Honorable Members. We are prepared for the presentation. The um, Chief Deputy Commissioner responsible for human resources will make the presentation through you, Honorable Chairperson. Um, I would like to request that we allow her to proceed. Thank you. Go ahead. Deputy, can we get uh, can we get her to speak to us, or she's still busy um, 
sorting yourselves out. Deputy Good morning, Honorable Chairperson. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, thank you, Security Minister, member of the portfolio of vacant of the strategy. We have developed um, time frames in line with our recruitment plan. I'm going to ensure that I update the portfolio committee on the current vacancies, senior managers' positions, how we intend to fill them within the DCS. I will also take through the committee on the current DCS staff ratio. In terms of the staff ratio, in line with how um, our budget allocation will assist us in delivering of the mandate. I will also highlight the review on the organizational structure, which it impacts on, so on the filling of vacancies. Um, and we'll also touch on the challenges on how we have um, faced few challenges on filling of vacancies, especially with the budget cuts. And then what will be our action for the 2023 on filling of vacancies in terms of um, the strategies that we have developed uh, for the new financial year. We do have the DCS programs in terms of slide number seven, slide number four, sorry, slide number four, um, in terms of administration, there will be more focusing on administrative positions I'm looking at um, a total of 5,393 with a total vacancy of 876 and the total number of positions that are within the administration is 6,869. Within the program administration, say I would like to indicate that the positions that on the administration that are more very critical to be prioritized include, amongst others, the financial positions, the internal audit, the administrative support in terms of the core deliverance on the core compliance um, matters that require guarantee that there should be a, um, a assurance on compliance. Those are the positions that I will also be focusing within the total of the 876 that also include HR, that also include the IT. Under the program K, which is our other delivery vehicle within the correctional service, we are looking at filling of vacancies of 1,837. Um, currently, the vacancies um, at 2,223. In total, we've got 2,000, 2006, and we those are the professional posts. And we will also just highlight there that we have a, a much to process within this financial year that is ending now in March. The feeling of social workers, psychologists, um, which are assisting in our correctional centers to render the services under care. Uh, program. Incarceration and correction, the vacancy sitting at 1,237 
and um, that is our security and the corrections uh, positions. Those are the call front, call face positions that we are also making sure that our feeder for the correctional service learnership programs must address the step. Under rehabilitation uh, uh, program, we are sitting at a vacant 321, and those include others professional post and under the professional we have might also ensure that we are addressing some of the positions that are aiding the social workers auxiliaries and and so on however we still have the sufficient programs that all are to professional that we also need to, to be making sure that they are capacitated in order to deliver on the mandate. Lastly, summary social integration where our community correct um, officials that are assisting on city post, we are seeing at a vacant 226. I'm going to run this. Um, if you allow me just to move to just to highlight in terms of the level. Um, on the feeling of vacancies, the total vacancy level of um, CDC, which is level in chief deputy commissioners level DDI for four, and then one uh, 16, which are chief, uh, chief director level, and the total directors currently that we are um, sitting three positions. Um, gives us 64 senior managers at 15, 14, and 13. And those have a time, and we are going to be in the process of making sure that those two became vacant at the end of this quarter, which the uh, third quarter in December, and we will also be reprioritizing them. We have made also a total of interviews will be and we'll be making sure during the period of the new financial year, we are able to fill um, part of the uh, senior money on the first quarter. Moving fast to the slides, I'm going to touch based on the issues of the staffing ratio being filling of post. Um, I needed to just give the Portfolio committee just uh, we did in March to 2020 active feeling of vacancy. How we were moved the past five years in so feeling of, of vacancy number of vacancies that we've been having. When we do staff ratios and members of the portfolio committee, we are determined by the capacity of the employees that fit on the ground because we are heavily driven by human um, um, delivering of services more than. So in terms of the that, you measure that in terms of inmate population. So when you look at the inmate population, in 2016, we were sitting at about 161 uh, and 54 of the correctional service centers 
on the email and our supplement capacity was sitting at 81 620 624 with a total gain of 2240 and that gave us a total of 3864 on this week once i'm just to demo you are breaking up. You are breaking up. No. So that we are delivering. Okay. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Switch off the video. If I switch off the video, say, can you hear me? Yes. You are breaking up. Continue. Okay. Thank you, sir. Um, I just needed to highlight on the staff ratio, which uh, our staff ratio is read together with the inmate population. The higher the inmate population, the more we require um, capacity in terms of security in order for us to deliver um, the mandate. Um, we, we received a budget cut. And when you do the analysis of the budget cut, I'm just going to focus on March 2021. Uh, in terms of the field vacancies on the staff ratio, we were sitting at 29,957 with a total number of vacancies of 2,151 with a grand total of 32,108. And if you look at our inmate population at the 31st March 2021, we were sitting at 1,140, 948. What does it say in terms of staff ratio? We have not changed the ratio of um, uh, five in terms of the overall for the center. And that is the program itself with five programs ratio of filling of vacancies. I will also just demonstrate on the next slide how we, we, we also utilize the model of the staff post establishment on the center. In other centers, you find that one is to 300. In other centers, you'll find that one is to five, depending on the profiling of the various inmates for the various um, centers. The influence on the um, the model of the vacancies will also impact on the number of warm bodies that are supposed to render the security. Um, and there is one to 30, which also influence um, a, a number of positions that should be occupying security posts in relation to the delivering of the mandate. I'm just highlighting quickly in terms of the um, summary. Um, the summary on the implication of the um, staff is that the, the staff ratio is one to five, which means that at August 2021, the ratio has declined from one to four. To four. This uh, it, it has an impact that uh, our number of inmates was also reducing. However, the population decrease does not um, assist much on the capacity because we still have other functions where we are utilizing officials for self-sufficient and other programs in order for us to deliver on the mandate. However, there was also a decline on the issues of the 
um, uh, announcement on the uh, special parole dispensation has had an impact on the number of inmates and that also influenced our staff ratio and how to re reprogram the delivery of services. Just also to highlight that when you're dealing with the staff ratio in terms of influencing the layout of our budget, we also had to incapacitate more officials on security at our gates to prevent the number of, of escape and that also to utilize a number of officials to deal with the issues that influence the maximum medium uh, females and youth and the state patients in terms of the movements to the courts and also movements to the um, our medical hospitals within each centers around. We, we utilize a lot of human capacity, which is the officials, beside guarding them. But that is also something that needs to be looked at in terms of um, motivating for additional allocation when we are capacity. I'm going to summarize quickly on slide number nine. In terms of the access vis-a-vis -vis their staff ratio, vis-a-vis -vis the um, reasons for uh, filling vacancies at the access control and the quality and the number of officials that will be managing in our access control. In terms of the uh, um, uh, post-establishment, it's one to two per uh, gate, but however, when we check, that is not sufficient because you'll find that the traffic accessing um, reports that we are utilizing to determine the access control, um, control, it requires that we need to increase the capacity of the warm bodies that are guarding while we are also utilizing other measures of modernizing. In terms of the ground patrol also, you'll find that it's one per shift and that is, has not been um, assisting much, but however, based on that, that managing of the overcrowding and so on, we looked at increasing those ratios in terms of the warm body. I'm just also just going to highlight on slide 10 quickly on that. Um, we talked about the security number, um, which we also increased from one to um, two just to also dealing with the issues of the security fencing side where the warm bodies are supposed to be patrolling and assisting. But just in summary, I'm just also looking at when we deal with the escorts and the transfer from one center to another center, especially on maximum of um, offenders and transporting them. Sometimes it requires a bigger um, tactical team that needs to be accompanied, especially the high-risk image where we use the classification of CND. You will then back up them with subs, but however, our number of officials on the escort becomes high because we also support with the medical treat and, and or if there are also patients that we are moving. That requires a higher number. But with the challenges of us having a budget cut, we have realized that working within our means, it requires also capacitating. It requires the warm body. And um, I'm just going to quickly move that beside the security, we are also using the dogs units. The dogs units require warm bodies also that are assisting us. And also on the security on our kitchens, we are requiring also filling of those vacancies. 
Under corrections um, ratios, the issues that has to do with one is to 200 in terms of our norm. And then when you have about 240 inmates, you'll find that the current challenge is only one, one official with 240 because of the structure. We are rectifying the structure on that in order to assist that it can be 240 based on the correction ratio, but we then have to balance the 240 with a warm body and we fill those vacancies in order to balance that the inmates cannot overpower our officials. That is in place. And then we are just demonstrating before portfolio committee to say that used to be the, the, the norm on the previous, but on the post-establishment, that was what was in the structure. But going forward in terms of what we are doing, we are saying with those we are currently have motivated to say the results of supervisors is one to six, but at a lower level, it has to be about 12 to 80 um, or managing even the 240 inmates um, that, that I just wanted to use. On the minimum security, it used to also on the previous establishment, meaning that it's one to 30, and then which is was the, the standard that was required, but we are also looking at working with the teams so that it can be integrated, but meaning that HR, we are supporting in terms of capacitating those positions and make sure that there are warm bodies that are rendering that. I'm going to quickly move from the staff um, ratios, um, which we have actually uh, given a breakdown under corrections on number of, of, uh, of uh, post-establishment in terms of the uh, the totals that we are there, just to highlight on slide 19 on the review of the organizational structure, which impact on the filling of vacancies. We have been directed um, by our Honorable Minister and the Acting National Commissioner to make sure that the review of the organizational structure it's actually addressing head office, regional and management area in terms of the district model where our district centers are supposed to adhere to the delivery of services closer to our people. And those principles that we were looking at with streamlining in terms of the service delivery on the um, higher um, uh, level, which is um, the managerial levels, and populating more of the capacity on the ratios at a level of a district in terms of um, addressing the uh, filling of vacancies. The decentralization of the center model operating is to make sure that the delegations of those functions are at a district management area and center level based on the staff ratios that is before yourself in terms of, of capacity. At head office, we are looking at a lean office structure that is responsive, integrating to our strategy in supporting the strong data and reporting to our, our centers. How we are going to drive that? We will be making sure that those vacancies at the regional level, at the central level, especially on our security, on our self-sufficient, are capacitated within the budget that has been approved one, we are also motivating for additional allocation because the number, the higher the uh, center is overcrowded, the higher the requirement of 
personnel, and that requires that we must shift them from one um, area to another. And in terms of that, it will assist us to have a direct site, to have a direct line of accountability, both on operations and also in a head office. This is how it's going to actually assist us to utilize an operative model that is aligned to our district. I just needed also to just highlight that. Sir. And then, however, our challenge is the structure factors that has to do with fiscal challenges on the self-sufficient. If we look at the self-sufficient, it requires also security support. When we are taking our officials, our, our offenders to the farms, we will be required more security. We will be requiring more specialized on agricultural and so on. To sustain our program, we will definitely um, be needing more capacity. I just needed to just highlight on also to say we are almost to submit to our minister for the approval of the structure in order for us to align to the budget. Let me just highlight, Honorable Chairperson, um, the issue that has to do with the budget. We have received the budget cuts from 2021, 2022, 2023 for the medium uh, uh, term expenditure framework that is actually not yielding um, any results in terms of additional capacity. What does it mean? It means that we need to cut off the structure to the lowest in terms of 8,000 position. We are trying to engage with National Treasury, with the acting um, National Commissioner, and also the Honorable Minister in assisting us that the cut was not supposed to be on the compensation, should have been on the goods and services. But however, on slide 20, the cut was more on the compensation of employee, and that has not yield so much injecting of additional funding. And that impacts on the structure cut. It impacts on that when we are having um, people retiring, we will only be focusing on self-sufficient and security more than any other in terms of to live within the means while we are motivating. We are looking at possible saving that must emanate from natural attrition, where the natural attrition is when people have retired, when people have passed on, we will utilize those positions to make sure that we are filling vacancies, especially for the correctional service leadership programs and also security. And, and that is how we are going to be modeling the filling of those vacancies that I've mentioned before you said, and the honorable members. And the repair. Can you hear me? You, you're getting cut off. Um... You need to reposition. Um, can, can, can you hear me, Honorable Chair? 
I can hear you now, but you you can't. Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. And for funding and reprioritization, um, we are making sure that we've got quarterly targets on how we've been filling positions. I'm going to use an example of the last quarter where we were making sure that um, the area commissioners, which are the heads of centers, we, we were also frustrating the filling of those vacancies. So the funding reprioritization, it's more of an interiorizing what is the key deliverable in terms of the APP. In terms of the budget allocation, we received a budget of 17 billion for 2022 to 2023. That is the compensation of employees. That it includes all other um, HR related in, in terms of conditions of services and, and, and managing this in terms of filling of vacancies. So that 27, the 17 billion, we broke it into the our HRB, sure that vacancies, we are also addressing the issues of conditions of services uh, uh, in terms of our headcount. Financial sitting at 42,087 position, but in terms of the constraints on the position, we have revised our position to 40,161. If we are able to get a funding, we will able to sit at a 42 in order for us to, to render the, the services. The period under review, which is the new financial year that is coming, we have a headcount of 39,926 that is on the staff establishment. I'm going to demonstrate the vacancies in terms of the presentation on slide 21, say, uh, we do have a vacancy of a national commissioner. It's going for an advert. We have exhausted an honorable member, she's the president's processes by government on the filling of DG position. That is, includes job evaluation through DPSA and also compliance in terms of um, organizational review on the job function and job specification. We have passed that test and we have given and received a go ahead and we are We're losing you. We're able to confirm to honorable that it's going on the day. All those cases in the charitable chair that on left hand there is a retirement for the housing region. But we made a, a transfer in order for us to immediately. I don't know what's happening with the with the presenter. 
I lose it all the time. Yes, I think they've got a network problem because uh, we're all experiencing that. Can we propose Mark that the presenter changes the practices? Chairperson, can I just change to another backup Please. gadget, Honorable Chair? One minute, I'll be. Please do urgently. Please do that quickly. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Can I continue? Yes, continue. You Can you hear me? Okay, let oh, me proceed. On slide 21, um, with regards to the level 15, I just needed to highlight um, that we do have a position which is a chief uh, deputy commissioner central services. Uh, this specific position, we have recommended for its abolishment um, in terms of um, reprioritizing security positions at a lower level. Um, that is the part of the lean approach for the head office um, in order for us to utilize its budget in order for us to capacitate the lower level. So that is how I'm, I'm responding to the lean as an example. Under regional commissioner Eastern Cape, the position is vacant. Um, we have, do have an 80. However, we also have gone through the job evaluation of the post and then the weight also came at a level of a DD uh, level for the region. We will be prioritizing that, sir, because we also have been guided by our minister and also the um, 18 national commissioner because we are prioritizing on improvement of services for the whole region of Eastern Cape while we are doing for the others. So it is also a priority for us. Chief the Deputy Commissioner of GITO. We had a resignation in the month of December. We are busy finalizing its job evaluation in terms of the guide from the DPSA. It's also just going to be finalized during the course of this week, which will be advertised with the uh, post of the, um, the National Commissioner in due course in order for us to continue to give support and render the IT-related functions of the DCS. Just to move quickly, Chairperson, on slide 22, on level 14, which is the Chief Director, our Deputy Commissioner's level, we do have vacancies on in relation to specifically to IT infrastructure. Um, we have advertised uh, some time back due to the monitorium on freezing or filling of vacancies uh, based on the budget cut, we were not able to fill this specific um, um, with the, the uh, National Commissioner leading us to reprioritize this specific position. It has been on the first step of the panel to able to sit. We will be making sure that we are moving um, in terms of the new financial year. Um, under human resource, we do have the position of 
uh, employee relation that is responsible for and also conditions of services matter. On this specific one, it was also affected by the freezing of senior managers' position to capacitate the correctional service learnership program. Or it, all of those that you can see there, they were affected. However, as per the guidance by the executive management, in the new financial year, we will be doing quarterly filling of such positions in terms of the breakdown so that we prioritize more the uh, feeder, which is our uh, um, our security positions. And those are more at a head office level. Uh, quickly, I'm moving to slide number 24. Um, on the level of directors, um, the, this includes the area commissioners. This includes specialized programs within the branches. I'm just going to highlight. They were also impacted with the budget cut, um, which, which had a direct impact on the achievement of some of the KPI. For an example, director security, area commissioners, and also heads of centers um, that were also affected. We immediately had also made submissions which has received the approval that senior managers are going to be prioritized within the new financial year in order for us to comply with the target of the department on the Employment Equity um, Act uh, in terms of that. And on slide 26, um, on our directors, which are the area commissioners um, that were vacants, which were affected um, in terms of the monitorium, I've just highlighted, we have put a strategy on making sure that all the area commissioners positions and the heads of centers, especially the ones also that are in, in medium A and B in Gauteng, they are receiving attention on the new financial year, will be coming in the first quarter to give an update on some of them because their panel is already also set. It's just a matter of um, security ratings in some of them that we are also making sure that we are capacitating. This was as a result of the budget cut that some of the positions that are before yourself, we were not able to um, prioritize them as um, the budget on compensation of employees was not sufficient enough for us to prioritize on slide 27. And I'm just moving also on the action plan. On slide 28, in terms of our action plan, we have given a breakdown since June, what have we done in terms of making sure that we are advertising, we are also critically filling vacancies that are becoming vacant, but the focus was on the feeder. The focus was on the security. The focus was on professional positions, which is our social workers, our psychologists, our medical doctors, our pharmacists, per each region. The focus was also on correctional service learnership, which has taken a lot of the budget, which we had uh, 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 um, um, allocated in terms of the HRBP tool. On the action plan, with regards just on head office, some of those positions uh, are already on personal. As I'm speaking, I just needed to also highlight under um, slide 28 
that um, uh, regarding the the vacancies, we are making sure that about um, 21 positions which we identified that were critical, 11 of them are already on the system for uh, capturing and which uh, uh, are going to be be rooted for the uh, implementation um, as per the um, spreadsheet that is before yourself. Under the coordinator regional, we've been engaging also with the regions. I can indicate that about um, uh, 71 for the housing uh, at the, all the critical positions which were approved in June are already have started on the 1st of March. Um, with regards to 32, that is on housing, we also have um, made sure that they are already felt as per the approval. There is an action plan on the other positions of SMSs that I've also just highlighted. And I would like to also indicate that part of the um, recommendation on the capacity, we are also talking to the issues that we are motivating for an allocation, for the, for the allocation of um, additional budget so that I'm able to align the staff ratio to the cost in terms of the competency rate and the capacity to the structure. And that is to make sure that we are realizing section five, which gives an establishment of the correctional service in capacitating um, a 24 hour, um, seven day establishment with a shift system that is ready to serve and making sure that we are delivering while we are also self-sufficient um, sustaining um, our programs in terms of um, the uh, delivery of the mandate. So in short, and it's just to say to the Honorable Chairperson, we will want to wish to ask that the Portfolio Committee assist us in terms of um, requesting for support on the allocation of, of budget. The more the mandate, it increases in terms of either the unrest and so on, the more the shift system has to be um, capacitated in terms of the warm bodies. And we are going to strive to live within the salary level of approval which we received from Treasury, but to maintain and, and uh, with the pressure of our overcrowding um, of some of the centers, we are saying um, as correctional service, sister departments might also have to assist us, especially that in our compensation uh, of, of employee budget, when you are dealing with the nurses, um, you need uh, requirements of certain uh, funding that will also be assisting us um, to capacitate um, all the positions that are vacant while we are rendering the service. I thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a, a long presentation, uh, even made longer by the breakups in your network. Thank you for completing. Um, honorable members, you have received the documentation and listened to the presentation. I want to invite you to engage uh, with this presentation. Uh, Honorable Paula Ngola.
Yes, thanks, Chair. Slalom Mastral and Galeo presentation late. Uh, that was coupled by an apology. Linge, Siabatole Laslan, but I think We take offense to such things. It was, it would have meant that uh, the subcommittee would not be able to prepare itself properly for the meeting. And uh, render this meeting not uh, fruitful. <clears throat> so we condemn such, although uh, we condemn such, uh, it must never happen again. Chair, let me go to the issue of uh, the specific occupations uh, in this thing of these vacancies. I see that uh, the biggest uh, vacancy rate that sits, that sits beyond 33% is on medical practitioners. On medical practitioners, the post uh, approved are 18, and uh, the post filled are only 12. Now we must take this 12 chair and compare it with 240 correctional facilities. We take this uh, 12 chair and compare it with more than 140,000 offenders. Now, the first question would be, how do, how do we place uh, these 12 medical practitioners to work effectively against 240 correctional centers and 140,000 offenders. To share the, the 18, the approved 18, don't we think that even our target was too low as compared to these 240 facilities and uh, this more than 140,000 offenders. But what, what was the basis for us to target 18 medical practitioners across uh, the country? I, 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 I move chair on the issue of the recruitment and retention strategy which was last uh, adopted in 2008. That's, that's too far. Has there been a, a, been a review of the strategy? Because my belief is that the strategy must be aligned to the current conditions. So as the time evolves, the conditions do change. Now, if we have a strategy in 2008, in 2022, the strategy has not been reviewed. Has the department not seen any particular or fundamental reason for a review of the strategy to address the current needs? Another thing, Chair, on, on, on the issue of um, 
the strategy, the recruitment and retention strategy. I, I, I want the department to address us and say, since 2008 until 2022, this is how the strategy has actually addressed the issue at hand, which is the vacancy rate, the feeling of vacant, critical vacant post. Has there been a positive uh, impact to address the issue of the vacancy rate? Because uh, in the strategy, part of what is said there is that you had you had hunt, uh, you 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 make uh, counter offers, you upgrade salary notches. In the report chair, the salary notch of the medical practitioners has been upgraded to level twelve, but still the problem is persistent. Although the salary notch has been upgraded, so. That is the reason why, Chair, I want to get it from the department that is the strategy impacting positively in addressing this crisis of the, of the vacancy rate. There is an issue, Chair, the, 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 that, is, that is presented of uh, a, 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 a staff ratio, which was um, one is to five, uh, which was uh, decreased by the parole of the president, the national parole of the president to one is to four. I want to check equality with regard to that. Uh, that uh, is this uh, staff ratio counted against? the approved bed space, or it is counted against our overcrowded correctional facilities. Well, in my view, there is a difference. If we say one staff uh, as an against uh, five uh, offenders, do we count that as in against the approved bed space of our correctional centers, or even the overcrowded facilities have been counted in this uh, 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 staff ratio. Otherwise, Chair, I'm, 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 I'm not sure if uh, when we outline our most uh, critical challenges that impact or that uh, are halting progress towards the filling of these vacancies. How deep is the impact of the budget cuts? Was that's part of the problems we've been facing uh, consecutively through various financial years. How deep is the impact of the budget cuts? Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Nwala, uh, for those uh, interventions. And I'm hoping that they have taken note of all those issues. Honorable Breitenbach. Uh, thank you, Chair. Good morning to everybody. I uh, am largely covered by the, by the uh, questions of the Honorable Nwala. Um, I'm, I'm deeply concerned about this ratio um, and, and the effect of the budget cuts already 
DCS has one of the biggest budgets, well, has the biggest budget, in fact, in the, uh, in the security cluster. And still, we seem to be unable to make inroads into acceptable ratios. Um, it's deeply troubling, and, and, and we don't seem to be able to get on top of it. Um, I'd really like a lot more information about how how this is how this figure is arrived at, uh, and and how it's prioritised. Uh, really, I, I think this presentation is a little bit light on on those issues. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Breitenbach, Honourable Yako, Honourable Domis. Um, I think I am also covered and we're probably going to say the same thing, but I am really concerned as to how seriously the this department takes the issue of the healthcare system within the prisons. Um, I think it's something that they really need to look into because I know uh, for a fact when I went into one of them, I was not quite happy with how it was equipped. I was not happy with the staff complement. Uh, so how much more then for the others that we haven't seen? So if they could maybe look closely into that and, and see how they can formulate a strategy around the healthcare system in the prison uh, centers. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Yako. I think you um, just tell them that you, you went into that. It was not just oversight, you needed that sense. I needed help. <laughs> I needed ah. assistance. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Honorable uh, Hanif Hendricks. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, the last time I raised some issues, uh, correctional services uh, were very helpful. I also did an oversight visit to one or two prisons. I was very impressed. Uh, and uh, that has not helped me a lot because now my parliamentary constituency office is flooded uh, with uh, a, a, a request for help. And uh, I see they already have I wanted to ask if they can't in the staff member parliamentary constituency office. But uh, let's leave that aside uh, under my parliamentary constituency office for a time where I can give uh, such a hotline and we give it especially uh, peers uh, who have served two thirds of these two thirds of the sentence in that uh, on the anniversary date uh, <laughs> Your line is bad. I don't think they can hear you. Honorable Hendricks. Can you hear me now, Honorable Chair? No, that's better now. Oh, thank you very much uh, for alerting me. Honorable Chair, I wanted to know if it's possible that on anniversary date of the inmate serving two-thirds, if the uh, uh, documents uh, can be before the parole board, let's assume that they've ticked all the boxes, the victims, for example, I have no quarrel that they go on parole. 
because uh, uh, after that date, Honorable Chair, it amounts to waiting period amounts tortures uh, and uh, they are informed that all the boxes have been ticked the victims have informed the family we don't have a quarrel if we release the, uh, the inmate and then it goes on and on and it goes into two or three years uh, the delays to represent the to explain when they've served two-thirds of the sentence, the next day, if all the boxes are ticked, for them to go on parole. And uh, the problem I have, Honorable Chair, is that the people visiting me are all the elderly. Uh, they are gone. Uh, you know, we call them these inmates. Uh, these inmates must look after their own children, must even look after them, do their shopping. So this issue of of of, of, of role, I would like to hear from the department what strategies I have in place of prison I adhere to, so that the best endeavors uh, that uh, 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 when they serve the two thirds that is uh, ready uh, for presentation to the parole board. I understand there may be problems after that. The parole board may have issues. But at least you must be ready. And I, I've been told that's, that uh, six months before a life uh, uh, is, uh, as, uh, is, uh, it's just is two thirds, the process starts. And if six months is not enough, is it possible? I think uh, we were losing Honorable Hendricks there. No, I'm done. I'm done, Honorable Chair. Thank you. I hope they have uh, uh, connected with your questions. You're breaking up quite a lot. Um, today's presentation is more focused on more vacancies, but I hope they would have uh, gathered what you're asking. Honorable Namatemba Maseko Jele. Thank you, Chairperson. And also, Chair, apologies for coming late. I think there's a problem that I need to check with my gadget. My uh, 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 notices, uh, there's a problem. So I don't think that it's the officials. It should be on my side. So let me just apologize for that. Uh, Chair, I think uh, Honorable Tolak uh, just uh, covered me extensively on, on some of the issues that I wanted to raise. Uh, but uh, let me say, we uh, on our visit, we to to the the facilities, we really saw good things that uh, made us to you know feel like at least there is some things uh, good that are happening on the ground. Uh, but though we still have to do a lot uh, in terms of issues of. Uh, the the overcrowding is still a problem. Uh, but uh, my my question, Chair, it, it's no longer going to be a, 
Uh, I'm not going to get into t- issues that number vacancies because they will respond uh, extensively on this one also because it, it looks like all our as members, that's where our focus area is. But also on the issue of the programs, I want to check uh, 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 the impact of these programs that they do, uh, particularly on these lifers, because the, the real offenders, there's a lot of these guys, uh, the parolees that are coming back and coming back with serious, serious uh, 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 crime. So I'm not sure that is the area that they also have to, uh, we, we need to zoom into that area and check exactly the programs that we do. Or are these people, when we train them, they pretend as if they are fine now for them to go outside uh, 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 only to find that they are going to comment very horrendous uh, 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 and crime than before. So that is the area where I would, I would have to request maybe some response uh, on. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Jaele. Um, Acting Commissioner and your team, can you please uh, respond to all the issues raised by the members, starting from Honorable Nola to Jale. Oh, so, sorry, before that, Yano, I recognize your hand. Honorable Engelbrecht, you have the platform. Honorable Engelbrecht, can you hear us? It seems frozen. Go ahead, Honorable Engelbrecht. You are not muted, but we cannot hear you. I don't know what's wrong there. Can you just check on your gadgets? You are not muted, but we cannot hear your voice. Can you just check on your gadget uh, how we can hear you? It's something there by you. I think uh, Honorable Engelbrecht has got uh, a challenge there. While she's sorting that out, can we get responses, uh, Acting Commissioner and your team? Thank you, Honorable Chairperson and uh, Honorable Members um, for the questions. Um, I, will, I am going to provide responses to some of the questions and, uh, of course, request uh, members of the team, the senior management from DCS, to fill in. Uh, I will start with the question from Honorable Nomatemba Maseko Chele that um, has to do with the impact of our correctional and rehabilitation programs, specifically on um, uh, lifers and the, the um, problem that we experience of reoffending. Um, just to indicate that uh, 
we will be able to provide a comprehensive answer to that uh, question. But for the sake of the meeting, Honorable Chairman, Chairperson, to indicate that we ensure that uh, before the offenders are granted parole, they would have been assessed by our psychologists and social workers um, in terms of their state of mind and emotions and preparedness to interact beyond the correctional facility. They would have also um, had um, a victim offender dialogue. Um, so also the parole board can satisfy itself that they recognize the crimes that they have committed and they are um, have repented and they would not go back to the criminal ways. The challenge that we face that tests our rehabilitation and correctional programs it what, is what happens when the parolees are now living within communities. And that's what we are addressing. Hence, the focus moving on is going to be more on community corrections. The first challenge is that uh, um, we have realized that the monitoring of our parolees is not as effective as it's supposed to be. Hence, we are, we are strengthening that and we are working with the South African police service, especially local police stations, to ensure that we provide information, but also to NGOs, so that the monitoring of parolees doesn't become an, administra an administrative action, but it becomes a true community reintegration um, program. There's also the issue of the stigma, but also there's the issue of uh, opportunities for parolees to make good of their lives, either through jobs or through community projects. And that's why uh, the focus moving on, even in terms of what the CDCHR alluded to, with regards to the organizational structure, we are looking at strengthening community corrections by introducing a project um, uh, management section that will be looking at uh, coming up with uh, community-based projects for parolees um, to also work with uh, members of communities. That for us will help to enhance the rehabilitation and correctional programs that our parolees would have gone through. The issue that was raised by uh, Honorable Yago on the capacity and resourcing of our health institutions. Um, I, I want to confirm, Honorable Chairperson, that I was there during the, the, uh, the portfolio committee visit. We followed up the matter and actually we found out that the blood pressure monitor was actually there in the facility, but it was not in the healthcare center. Now, this is one of the problems that we currently seized with and we are seriously addressing. We equip our correctional facilities even with security um, uh, equipments and um, accessories. But in some instances, members choose not to utilize them. I'll just give one simple example quickly. We make it a point that all correctional facilities have got torches, they've got tomfas, they've got two-way radios. But sometimes when you go to do uh, monitoring visits and operations, you find uh, our members relying on, 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 on things like cell phones for lighting and cell phones for um, communication. 
So we follow up and we make it a point that those that uh, do not uh, uh, comply with the work requirements and standards um, are um, disciplined. So uh, with uh, Devon Westville, the regional commissioner has been given an instruction to make sure that there's consequence management um, that follows the action of not having that uh, equipment where it's supposed to be and where it's supposed to be used. I thought I must just be open on this one. That is the, the, the environment. Um, the, the CDC HR will talk to the issue of the capacity in terms of uh, healthcare professionals and uh, the program that we have put in place to make sure that we capacitate our healthcare uh, services centers. But I must just indicate that we continue to face a, a, a challenge with uh, doctors because the doctors that we appoint, we appoint as sessional doctors, and sometimes it is difficult for them to um, um, stay for long appeals with us as a correctional services, given that uh, we are appointing them as sessional doctors. Um, the Honorable Breitenbach also raised the issue of the budget cuts uh, versus the ratios, and uh, how do we then prioritize with regards to application of the of the budget to the staff complement of DCS. Uh, we, yes, we confirm that we will provide the uh, detailed information. This is the basis on which we actually uh, motivate and have discussions, engage with Treasury, uh, highlighting to Treasury that as the Department of Correctional Services, we are a, um, a human resource heavy department our work relies more on the numbers that we have on the ground, as the CDC uh, did present. And for budget cuts to impact more on compensation of employees is basically um, keeping our capacity to be able to do the work that we're supposed to do on the ground. But with regards to prioritizing moving forward, the CDC did indicate we are looking more at uh, increasing our footprint at a center level, community corrections uh, center and correctional facility center. The organizational structure as it stands uh, submitted to the office of the minister emphasizes more on identifying capacity uh, at head office in regional offices uh, and making the point that we move that capacity uh, down to the correctional facilities. Uh, taking functions that are related and putting them together and releasing the resources to appoint more at a lower level. Now, what it means is that we are going to have more security officials, more uh, healthcare professionals, more social workers and more uh, psychologists as it stands, more uh, skills development uh, officers, uh, uh, technicians in our workshops as compared to having more managers uh, doing less. So that's what we're doing, we're restructuring the functions at the managerial level to make sure that we give more capacity at the local level with regards to rendering our services. There are issues that were raised um, by Honorable Nwala. We also would like to um, thank the committee, uh, humbly so, for accepting our apology for the submission of the presentation uh, uh, late, it will not uh, happen again. I have already um, uh, indicated and discussed with management that 
we, this should not be how we present ourselves to the portfolio committee. The, the staff ratio, um, we present it um, as, as a norm, but when we calculate the strength at DCS, we calculate it looking all at the approved bed space and also overcrowding. We, for us, the numbers are very important because movements within and outside correctional facilities um, is influenced by numbers. I must just give one quick example. The offenders that the, the remand detainees that are now in our center who were involved in a shooting with a subset two, three weeks ago, when they now move to court, we have to make it a point that we provide the strength that equals the type of remand detainees they are. And obviously that affects the deployment that you have at that current moment in a particular correctional facility. We go to an extent of even making it a point that we get our EST members from neighboring uh, or uh, uh, correctional facilities because we do not want the situation where we experience an escape or any other incident during that type of an operation. It will go a long way in uh, eroding the confidence in the criminal justice system. Um, the, the impact of the budget cuts is, is, is very deep because as I've indicated, it affects the numbers. What actually makes things worse is that uh, we are subjected to the human um, resource budgeting budget planning tool by Treasury. We're the only department in the, um, the, the, justice, uh, in the criminal justice uh, space, the JCPS cluster space. Now we are required to reduce our staff complement by around 8,000. The CDC has already alluded to that. So as the budget gets cut, at the same time, we are supposed to adjust our compensation of employees um, to the HRBP tool. We have been in this exercise for the past three years or so. The same exercise goes with the finalizing the organizational structure, fit it to the HRBP tool, but also make it a point that we take into consideration the budget cuts. Now that at least with the, with the organizational structure, we have reached a point where we have submitted to the minister, the HRBP tool, we have reached a point where we are indicating to Treasury that if we get cut, of the 8,000 staff complement, the implications are what the CDC was presenting in terms of the ratios. Um, with regards to the budget cuts, we are making it a point that we don't overspend on compensation of employees. Now, that slows down the implementation of the, the recruitment play uh, because before we load a post on the personal system, we make it a point that we do our calculations properly, and that is not going to lead to um, uh, over-expenditure. There are other issues that were raised, Honorable Chairperson. Um, I will then uh, request through your, um, your approval that the CDC HR um, talks to them. They are more specific. Uh, I trust that she'll be able to um, answer to those. There's one issue that uh, I have not dealt with is the issue of the that was raised by Honorable Hendricks with regards to offenders that um, have served two thirds of their their sentences and the processes that we put in place to make sure that we um, finalize their files in time and submit to the case management committees to process to parole boards. Um, we do that uh, with the um, a chain of activities that also involves the pre-release settlement unit at um, head office. 
We have put in place now a, a project to monitor this process between the NCCS, the pre-release settlement unit at head office, the case management committees. We've identified in terms of numbers, the, the backlogs that we have, and what we are doing now, we are addressing this problem uh, specific to each and every case. So, Honorable Chairperson, I also would like to request that we submit a report on how far we have gone with regards to addressing the issue. Um, we also uh, request that if there are cases that are specific, as we always receive them on a daily basis, um, if they can be submitted, my office deals with those cases directly. Because what we do not want is to also find ourselves uh, undermining the rights of uh, uh, these offenders that uh, should be given an opportunity to be taken through our own processes. Uh, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Let me apologize for taking a bit long. Um, as, I, as I've indicated, I request that CDCHR uh, deals with the remaining questions. Thank you, Acting National Commissioner and um, Chairperson of the uh, subcommittee and members of the portfolio committee. Let, let me just quickly also just take you through that. Uh, the department has approved the integrated human resource strategy that within it on one of the chapter was the issue of the succession planning and the retention strategy, which on that we are currently enhancing the uh, succession planning and the um, retention implementation subplan to the main strategy. It was approved last year by our honorable minister and we are busy implementing it. It's the one that is giving us much direction on how we are dealing with the recruitment in terms of going forward and addressing the needs of the department. I just needed to indicate that, that it is available. We will prepare um, through the 18 National Commission if it's required to take through the committee on the integrated uh, strategy. Um, let me just also move also to assure the portfolio committee on the challenges of the medical doctors. Yes, we accept, we note that it has been a number of years that the correctional service on the medical doctors were not able to have been able to capacitate it as per the management areas of 46. With the 46 management area, our ratio to HR recruitment, it says one to 46, every management area is supposed to have a medical doctor. But due to the budget card, which it answers the question in relation to the impact. What is the impact? How deep it is? The impact is as followed. 11 billion cut on compensation was received through the national treasury and was approved by parliament in terms of 
our vision of employees. He had serious and deep. Hello, we're having a problem sharing you. So we were hearing the acting commissioner very well. So it's just painful to listen to you because you break up all the time. Um, I win. I think it's because their budget's been cut so much. I don't know. Thank you. Um, I have noted that, Yano, uh, uh, so I will give you an opportunity. Uh, you're going to be the first just in the follow-ups to so that you are able to raise your questions. Can I just ask? We, 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 we just needed to highlight with regards to somebody else. I can't hear you. you. I think whatever response is somebody else must assist us because you're the only one who cannot hear. We've just heard the acting commissioner very well. So it doesn't serve the purpose because members don't get their answers from you. You break up all the time. Um, can you hear me now, Narabucha? I'll just be quick. Yeah, it can be quick, but it doesn't matter if we can hear you. Let's let's hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Quickly, I just needed to indicate that the deep impact on the budget cuts was 11 billion, and dividing 11 billion with the three years is 2.6 um, and 3.5 and 4.7 billion for the next um, two years to come, and that affects filling of vacancies on those professional positions. We are supposed to be having 46 um, doctors per management area. Uh, due to the budget cut and their appointments are in line on salaries in terms of the DPSA determination on the sessional doctors in line with the guideline from a health department. So we will have to engage our sister colleagues and the DPSA on how do we motivate for the correctional service to receive an additional allocation on raising and in improving on salaries of sectional doctors. The determination is outside our limitation in terms of our scope of our mandate, but we will engage the sisters department on their salaries um, in terms of uh, looking forward. On the issues of remuneration allowance on the rural allowances, we have made a submission. We do have a case with regards to Umtata where the Department of Health indicated to us that it's not a rural of rural. Therefore, the doctors and social workers do not qualify for a rural allowance. We are motivating to say we need an exemption that it must be classified by the classification determination and allow us to retain those um, medical doctors and social workers that are in Umtata. So there is number of those interventions led by the National Commissioner um, that we are doing on the areas of making sure that our retention strategy is actually fully implemented. Just on the last one is the issue of of dealing with the community co um, 
services positions on our organizational structure review, we have noted that it was one of the under-capacitated um, uh, 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 branch that needs to be also be looked at on filling of vacancies and also on the structure. But the impact on the deep cut, that is the one that is a challenge. We will want to indicate that on the medical doctors throughout the country, what we've been doing, engaging together with health, was also to, to increase the structure number. Uh, the ascenters, especially on the Eastern Cape, that did not have a medical doctor box established for the position. We are appointing them in terms of additional to the structure, which is um, will be rectified when the structure is approved in terms of the box, so that the service can continuously be, be rendered. I will not repeat much because the National Commissioner has covered, but the HR strategy, it is approved, the integrated one, that is actually directing the how part on the recruitment, the how part we are servicing, but the deep impact, say, is the issue of the budget by the National Treasury. When they cut off on the compensation, um, it could have been better on the goods and services, not on the um, physical warm bodies. We are improving also the conditions of all the employees in the DCS through the same budget cut in terms of the increases uh, uh, on the 1.5, which were the improvements on conditions. That was also, we received an additional allocation, but that to carry it forward, it requires us to address the occupation dispensation. We are currently working with DPSA on the correctional service dictionary, on the medical doctors, all the professions that we are having in terms of how their remuneration can be structured in line with the conditions of services for the correctional service to address the issues of retention um, because they are definitely not staying for too long with us based on the salary. In terms of solid implementation plan intervention, there is innovative ways that we have done in terms of natural attrition. We do have um, a model that we are utilizing within the salaries uh, that has been allocated to be within the salary um, ceiling. I'm not going to go much because the National Commissioner has covered almost all the um, responses with regards to um, all the other questions raised by the Honourable Member. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Uh, thank you. Honourable Members, can we get quick follow-ups? And I'll start with Jan Engelbrecht, uh, who could not ask his question. Hopefully we can hear him. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, can, can you hear me now? Go ahead. I'm glad. Thank you. Um, I, I was partly covered by um, the uh, Acting Commissioner's um, uh, answers just uh, prior to, to um, the previous um, uh, speaker. Um, I just want to raise a question in terms of um, the basics, in terms, you know, to, to increase effectiveness um, in terms of, of, of our own approach. Um, in terms of correctional services, which is obviously rehabilitation, um, the, the, 
the current allowance for social workers, psychologists, and workshop uh, 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 staff members in, in correctional services is, is way, way, way uh, below what uh, what it should be in terms of if we have any hope of actually achieving in rehabilitating offenders. And now with the, the budget cuts and, and looking, the, we, we have to be honest with ourselves, in the medium term outlook, um, we should expect uh, further budget cuts um, going forward for the, for the um, follow, a couple of following uh, financial years. Um, and I understand that restructuring will, will give some relief, but, but, you know, it will give at most uh, uh, temporary relief because we sit with a very significant problem in, in that uh, budgets are being cut continuously and we, we in, a, in a department as correctional services, you know, that's not something that we as a, as a country in general can, can, can really afford um, to have a very dysfunctional uh, correctional services department because you know there's obviously other other um, uh, problems that that will flow out from that um also which what i picked up uh and i and i do understand that there's a big problem with with, with medical doctors but uh, if i look at the the um human rights report from the american state department that comes out every year this uh, without uh, fail this there's a, a very prominent mention of the south african correctional services department and the amount of people that uh, that die or the the the, the in, of, of, of um, inmates and and um, especially tb and hiv is a big problem and uh, you know that it costs a very, very negative light on, on, on us as a country um, if, if these things are, are, are mentioned so um, prominently um, in, 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 in international forums, um, which I, I'm, I'm rather concerned about. So what, what's not clear for me is a long-term strategy from the department of how will they address the problems in terms of our shortcomings in staff, coupled with budget cuts and the expectation that for the next couple of years, these budget cuts will only get worse. Um, obviously, we also have to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, the last uh, 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 state capture report that came out a couple of days ago, it's, it is going to have a negative effect in terms of uh, uh, public perceptions of the Correctional Services Department, which we also should take into account because I think uh, there's a difficult road ahead for for this department. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. Engelbrecht. Uh, Ms. Jelly. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I think the question that I wanted to ask the Chair, in fact, I'm not sure if it's a question. It can also be a, a something that the department must also assist us in looking deeper into the young offenders issue. Uh, I'm interested in the department to give us a report when they come back on the issue of the young offenders' families. Because, Chair, uh, I thought that maybe in order to cap this problem of the young ones coming uh, 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 to 
becoming inmates and and getting arrested because of uh, things. Some the report that we got last time it was we we have very young ones that uh, even if it's one or two that are serving a jail term something like that. Uh, I'm worried. Uh, I wanted to find out if maybe if the commissioner, the acting commissioner, can assist us. Maybe it should be located with the community correction uh, 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 section, where they can come up with a report, uh, uh, take uh, the 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 those offenders, the young offenders, uh, issue back to their families, so that we can understand. Which, where do they come from? What kind of families they set up in those families that cause the young ones to find themselves uh, against the, the 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 law? So my 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 recommendation on this one, Chair, is that can we get a, a dedicated team to work on this so that when they come next time, we get the report on these ones the little ones and so that we can also maybe have a program that is directed to those families working together with the department of social De- development but uh my interest is that the the very one that we have now in our facilities can we start there and then get the report and then take that report later to the department of social development so that we can work together in order to keep these problems back to the families. Maybe we can also have our own family programs that is directed to that so that we are able to deal with that issue uh, from the origin where maybe it comes from. Thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you very much. I think those were the two hands of follow-ups from, from members. Can I then ask uh, the acting commissioner to, to respond to those from Mr. Engelbrecht and Ms. Jelle? Thank you, Chairperson and um, honorable members. The, we, we share the sentiments as expressed by honorable Engelbrecht. Uh, and we are also concerned about the um, um, natural and unnatural death statistics that come out of the correctional system. And that's why in the annual performance plan, we actually have targets that are tracking uh, these eventualities, especially with regards to um, TB and HIV and AIDS. Um, we will be able to provide the, a statistical comparison because what we're actually looking at is uh, reducing these numbers to a point where we actually do not uh, have these uh, eventualities taking place. But I must indicate that the profile of our offenders um, continues to, because of the type of crimes that are committed and the types of sentences that are meted down, they continue to, we continue to have more of um, life sentences, we continue to have more of lifers and longer sentences. Now, what that means is that um, if these um, offenders then come into our facilities, they are going to spend more years, and uh, obviously they, they spend uh, those years on treatment 
so we need to ensure that on a daily basis we monitor um, their um, capacity and their ability to take treat, uh, to take treatment. That's why we we are very strict with 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 regards to following uh, on the numbers. The issue of the budget cuts, uh, yes, I, I, I cannot repeat um, again its effect. But what we are looking at now as DCS on a broader scale is identifying areas where resources are not being utilized efficiently, where we have leakages, where we have wastages, and we're cutting on those so that we are able to apply the little budget that we have each and every cent um, efficiently. The, the task that uh, Honorable Norma Temba Maseko Jele is uh, is 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 um, uh, recommending for for the department. Of course, as a directive from the committee, um, we will um, engage in it. Um, we will start first by actually looking at the work that we're currently doing with regards to the juveniles and the support that we are providing to the families. And on the basis of that, we will then be able to provide a report to the committee, Honourable Chairperson. Um, let me stop there, Honorable Chairperson, and thank you for the indulgence. Hey, thank you very much uh, to the department and honorable members. Just before I make the final comments, um, uh, Honorable uh, Hendricks, maybe you need to just switch off your video, uh, your camera, because it looks like you would have come to the house with a T-shirt. So if you can just close off that so that we don't see a T-shirt in the uh, committee meeting. Honorable Hendricks, please switch off your camera. Uh, I think he's busy talking there. Don't know who he's talking to. Maybe he's in another meeting. Um, just the following points to make, and this is uh, supposed to be, uh, to be raised uh, with uh, the minister. So these questions can then be forwarded to him or clarity's uh, secretariat. This is in relation to the, the key vacancies. Um, one, because I'm raising this because I don't, I don't expect the acting commissioner to respond to, to it because he will be conflicted or affected. So in the dates that you have presented, uh, um the the hr person says on the 13th meaning next sunday that sunday that's the, the time that we're going to read an advert advertising for this position of the national commissioner uh, naturally that advert might take 21 days or a month so and you, you then need to have a process for interviews, shortlisting first, that takes you into April, interview process that will take you to May, if it's quick. Um, and, and basically that date says to us, without you saying it, that there will not be a, a, a national commissioner before August. Now, what the implications of that is that if 
the acting commissioner started in October or November, you would have three quarters, nine months or so of that space. And that has implications because the, the next section of your slide are people who are reporting to the acting or national commissioner. And you are not able to put dates, which is fair and correct, you can't, because you want to give space to have a commissioner to be in a position to, to, to do the appointment of the people who are going to report to this person. So you've got this uh, 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 trigger uh, that if this action is not done, uh, the causal problems of it then uh, go further to, 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 to others. I think it will be important that we get uh, a, the proper plan from the minister uh, about that recruitment process. Uh, the National Commissioner and those reporting to him. As things stand, it, it doesn't fit our standard. We're advocating for a standard as this committee of four months from start to finish of filling vacancies. Even before the advert is out, you have already missed that standard uh, of that kind of an approach. And I'm saying that this is the kind of question I would have wanted to pose to the deputy minister or the minister, uh, but it's something that we're going to have to take up uh, with the minister in writing, I don't want the acting commissioner to, to be settled in answering that because he doesn't appoint himself, uh, he doesn't drive his processes, because this is a process that must be driven at that level. So I wanted, wanted to register that um, because there's also, I don't know if you know about this acting commissioner, there's also a sickness in this department put the issue of um, freezing of position aside, the sickness that you was presented to us uh, a year ago was the fact that even the process of uh, doing interviews can be prolonged and take long because the panels that you put in place Sometimes you have got people who are driven by certain interests where panels are never, don't get convened. Either so-and-so is not available and so-and-so does not like who's been shortlisted. We've had that issue before. So I, 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 I was listening and, and, and following through in this presentation of vacancies. I don't know how much that problem has been sorted out where just after, after advert, uh, the, the actual appointment takes ages for it to be done. And has nothing to do with finances, has nothing to do with freezing of post, has a lot to do with some inner battles uh, within the department and the partners. Uh, it's something that I'm not going to remove my, my eye on that particular ball. I'm, I'm registering it as, as, as a point that um, it, we still uh, are aware of it and I've not seen in this presentation how that is kind of uh, solved. Because if I were to ask the HR person that when she said 
this uh, position was advertised, interview took place in 2020 or 2021, and then she says there was a freezing of position. If I were to ask her a question that says, at the point of freezing, well, how far was the appointment? It's going to give you different kind of uh, issues. Um, but thank you very much. Uh, I hope uh, the secretary has noted those issues. I, I deliberately acting commissioner, uh, do not want to draw you into this. So I want to thank you with your team uh, for, 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 for the meeting. And I think uh, you were clear in your presentation. I think the person was presenting was challenged in terms of the network. It's something that in future, next week when we have another session must be sorted out well in advance uh, because it's important that we hear what you present and not kind of break up. Uh, otherwise with that, I want to thank you, uh, all of you, honorable members, uh, the department led by the acting commissioner and everybody else that has joined us uh, in this meeting. Thank you very much. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you, uh, honorable chairperson and honorable members. Thank you very much. Thank you, chair. Uh, yes, yes. Can I just get clarity on, on, on one thing? And, and, and I'm sorry, on what you requested the minister to in, in responding to, is there a deadline for that? Uh, I have not raised that. I have not raised that. The secretary was. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Recording stopped.